Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. You know, we've done a lot of these podcasts and uh, we haven't really had a lot of PR and media experts. We've had a couple over the past couple of years, but our guest today was introduced to us by one of our team members who took a class from him at university when she was in London. And I'm really excited. He's got a very interesting background, and he's going to enlighten us today on how we can use PR and media interviews to truly draw attention to allow us to become the experts that they that, they, that we are, hopefully. Uh, Warren Weeks is the founder of Weeks Media. Warren, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Well, let's uh, start by asking, I'm going to start with the same question I ask everybody, which is tell me a little bit about your history. Let's let's get let our audience get to know you. Are we talking uh, night of birth or where, where, where exactly do you want to start? <laughs> hey, if it's applicable, brother, I'm, I'm all over. I'd love to hear birth stories, but we might want well, to forward uh, just a little bit. So I was interested in, you know, the written word and the media at a fairly young age. Uh, in my bio, I talk about selling my first newspaper to my grandmother when I was five years old. And uh, I literally created, I was cut, cutting articles out of different publications and taping them onto this page. And I sold it to her for, I think, 25 cents, which was probably my big mistake. I think I could have gotten a lot more money from her at the time. <laughs> I pursued media relations in university and I was always writing for the school paper and for the low I'm from Sault Ste. Marie originally and I just I was gravitate I gravitated to that part of the world very very early I thought I was going to be a journalist I ended up working in journalism fairly briefly and then I flipped over to corporate communications and so that's where I've been for about the past 25 years or so media relations marketing now social media crisis management so I've really it's very very narrow but very very deep and I've been in that for about a quarter of a century now well, I might want to have you come on uh, for a crisis management uh, conversation because that's what most of our financial services compliance departments are concerned about is what right. happens if something goes wrong for the wrong reasons or, well, I would say right for the wrong reasons, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Our audience are, are financial services professionals, estate planning attorneys and CPAs here in the States. Now, let's talk about public relations. Let's let's do some operational definitions if you don't mind. So I'd like sure. to know how you define what what an actual media interview is, uh, what public relations is and how it can help you with your business. Okay. So there's a lot of confusion around these terms. Uh, to me, I I don't like to to really get too specific into them because I think then we're sort of getting into the weeds. But generally, I see public relations as the the practice where you're trying to provide proactive outreach for your company, your, your product, your service. So you're pitching the media and trying to get publicity. That's what I see as the traditional public relations role. Broader than that is what I call media relations, which is the the back and forth. So organizations may have uh, stuff coming in on a reactive basis. They might have stuff going out. If you think of like a bank, an insurance company, a hospital, an association, they deal with issues and there might be something, you know, there's a regulatory change and our CEO is going to get called to speak to the media about that. So that would be an incoming thing at a thought leadership level. On a proactive side, every organization is trying to get 
positive press around themselves. So there's a bit of a, a push and a pull, but but so the PR to me is I see as just pitching and publicity and 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 that sort of thing. And the media relations thing is broader that I think PR is kind of a subset of. Gotcha. Well, Warren, our goal here at Top Advisor Marketing is to help our clients and our industries rise above the noise because uh, there's so much noise in our marketplace, uh, not always positive noise and not right. always truthful noise. How do you use PR and media relations to rise above the noise? How do you get noticed? So social media is a huge one. And, you know, we were chatting before we, we we started recording that, you know, we've kind of been scoping each other out on social media. And I think that's one of the the the, the real uh, valuable weapons, if uh, so to speak, from a, a sort of a business development point of view. From a media relations standpoint, I think there are a lot of opportunities that a lot of organizations like when when I when I speak with most organizations, I'm surprised at the at the, the lack of understanding they have of the process or the very sort of rudimentary or sort of, to me, like a 1985 understanding of, you know, we we have something happening, we send out a news release, we send it out over the wire, and then everyone's going to start calling us. And that just that <laughs> literally doesn't happen today anymore. Mm-hmm. The news release, as far as I'm concerned, is essentially dead. You know, the, the, the kind of stuff that I'm talking about is more about how do you add value for your audience? So instead of thinking of it from a marketing standpoint and how can I promote and, you know, thump our chests and pat ourselves on the back, because in 2019, you know, a 2020 world that we're entering now, no one is really interested in that. So I want to reverse engineer that process and say, how can you add value to your customers, your clients, your prospective clients? So one of the first things I would do if I am one of your listeners is I would look at the publications and the websites that their customers are looking at and reading and subscribing to. A lot of trade publications, um, you know, here in Canada, we have something called Investment Executive or Benefits Canada. I think trade publications are fantastic. These are publications that they could be weekly, they could be monthly, they are dying for for good information. And if you pitch the editor, and again, this can't be a self-congratulatory promotion, but if you say, look, I have uh, a story, maybe it's about retirement planning, maybe it's about estate planning, maybe it's about you know how to save for your children's education, maybe it's how to maximize your portfolio or mutual fund, whatever the topic may be, it's getting into uh, a situation where you pitch a story, and you add 100% value with no expectation of return. And I am saying that if you send out 10 of those, you're probably going to get three of them that accept you. And then you have to create some great content, send it in. And I'm telling you that over, like if you take a long tail approach to this and see it as a marathon, that that will convert into better search engine optimization for your business. It will turn into better profile for you versus your competitors. It will turn into invitations to speak at events and conferences and it will turn into more business. I I just guarantee you over time, if you're consistent and persistent about this. Well, consistent, persistent, and over time, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're all entrepreneurs. Well, at least most of us are, and we're fiercely impatient. Uh, And I'm so glad that you brought that up, Warren, because that's something we fight on a regular basis, just setting those clear expectations that this doesn't happen overnight. And you also said something I absolutely love, which is, guess what? They need information, right? That's something that just cracks me up. People are like, oh, I don't think they want to hear from me. They need copy, man. They need, mm-hmm. they want clicks, right? And they don't sure. always have to write it themselves. How do you, let's, let's, uh, let's uh, not necessarily get in the weeds. Let's talk about sure. some tips and tricks. So um, uh, I, I'll start off with one I did. Uh, and you tell me if that still works anymore. Because it was a couple mm-hmm. years ago. 
So I was really active on Twitter uh, when I first uh, started my own business, uh, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And I started following Wall Street Journal reporters uh, because I wanted to be in the journal. That was a goal of mine. And so what I ended up doing was uh, this woman, her name's Veronica Dagger. And if anybody has not connected with Veronica Dagger, she's one of the greatest reporters of our time right now. She's unbelievable, great stuff. She does the Dow Jones Advisor. Um, but she had posted something on Twitter that I had found, and I replied to her. Mm -hmm. Man, she picked up the phone and called me. Now, I had to be available, right, because she needed the quote now because she was working on a story. But, dude, I ended up getting in the journal. Of course. Okay, yeah. so that's let's you, talk that's, about that. That's, that's very basic. It's how you do it, right? Well, does that still work today? Yes. Oh, well. Absolutely. So it's it's about you know I I tell people that you know I I audit a lot of organizations you know anytime I, I give a talk or I go in I go in I find out what are they doing so like if I'm giving a talk at a conference for example like I did one for um, the uh, Insurance Brokers Association of Ontario in June and there were about a hundred people in the room and so we're talking about marketing and social media and LinkedIn and and that that sort of thing and these are younger folks they're like sort of uh, the, the younger generation millennials. And so I asked for a list of everyone who's going to be in the room ahead of time. And I went and I spent half a day and I, like my talk is an hour and I spent four times that amount researching the people in the room. So I went and I found out every single person. I searched them on LinkedIn and I put a spreadsheet together that I turned into graphs. And I didn't make fun of anybody or single anyone out, but I just said at a macro level, here's where the people in this room stand today in terms of how many have a profile and how many have a photo and how many have a bio and how many connections do you have? And the numbers were frankly shocking to me hmm. when you, you know, you're not talking theoretically and I'm not just guessing. Like I knew down to the person every in that room who was where and they were I said you know how many people in this room when you're going out to uh, speak with a prospect or a client check them out on LinkedIn and every single hand went up and I said then why aren't you investing the same effort into your own profile because mm. how are your prospects going to find you so it's about that engagement it's about the investment in the process but really it's like so the point of that is you don't need to be the best at this like because I, I think when you talk about social media and marketing and media relations a lot of people get sort of it's daunting right like i'm busy enough and this is not mm -hmm. leading to definite sales and i where's the roi and so i get all that i'm a business owner i've had my own business for 17 years and so i'm not just making the stuff up like i know that it works so you don't need to be the best you just need to be better than your competition and the good news is that most of your competitors suck at this so <laughs> So if you just apply a little bit of this, and I say that with all due respect, sure. right? because I think that a lot of people when it comes to, you know, we buy an ad and we have a yellow pages right. uh, listing and we hand out our cool business cards and we think that's marketing. And today that just simply, simply doesn't work. I love, you're right. You do just have to be better than the advisor down the street or, or, or the expert down the street. And so many of them are old school that they're still going to use things like the yellow pages and business cards and brochures instead sure. of realizing that 99% of people are going to go online and check you out, uh, you know, ahead of time. I love that. I, I do that with every prospect that comes through our company. Now, Warren, I've heard, and I don't believe this, but uh, it, since you are, we're swimming kind of in the same waters here, there are some people who still think it's creepy and that their prospects or clients would get uncomfortable if they did that research before an appointment. H how do you manage that? 
I think that's really out of touch. Good. You know, if you, if you, you know, people say, you know, what about privacy and everyone's giving up their privacy? Like if you, you know, I would look at a prospect and find out now I'm not, I'm not going outside their house and peering in their window at dinner time. <laughs> this is stuff that they are actively like, they want you to see it. They wouldn't put it on Twitter. They wouldn't put it on LinkedIn if they weren't trying to get engagement. Right. So the stuff like, you know, I found one, one of the funnier moments and I've got a video of this on my, on my YouTube page that, you know, as I'm going through the list of brokers who are in that room, I find out cause some people live stuff like their birthday like I don't have that on LinkedIn but this guy Trevor had his birthday as June 6th and that was the day of the talk oh in the middle of the talk and this is completely impromptu and I didn't even know if he's going to be in the room like I was hoping he would and I said you know where's Trevor and he puts his hand up kind of sheepishly like he doesn't know what's going on and then I said hey everybody it's Trevor's birthday and we sang the whole room sang happy birthday to him <laughs> and everybody's kind of smiling and laughing and after it's over I said, you know, how did that feel? He's like, that felt really good. Yeah. I said, that's the benefit of doing your homework, right? Wow. And so to me, that was kind of, that was the end of that. Yeah. And so to find out, like, you know, if if you, you, you check out a prospect and you find out their favorite team or you find out that their kid just graduated mm -hmm. or you find out that their dog just died or you find out what kind of wine they like, these to me are opportunities for at the very least conversation starters. You know, if you're having a coffee, you're having a lunch with them, you can say, oh, I saw that you went to such and such university or saw you have a golden lab or, you know, congratulations on your daughter's. You know, to me, like anyone who is uh, with it at all, and frankly, these are people that you want to do business with are not going to be blown away by that. They're not going to be, oh my God, how the hell did you find that out? Because they're willingly sharing it. And if you want to go a step beyond that, it gives you an opportunity to perhaps, you know, do the kind of some of the thank you economy stuff that Gary Vaynerchuk writes about. If you mm -hmm. haven't read that book, I really, really highly recommend it. Another game changer for my personal business. And uh, gives you an opportunity to, if someone says that, you know, they tried this ice wine at some winery and they thought it was fantastic, I'd get a bottle of it, put it in a little box, put a little card on there and send it over to them. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of stuff that, you know, what's going to happen today is they're going to take a picture of that and share it on Facebook. Yeah. And that's going to get more eyeballs and more emotional reaction than your yellow pages ad because guess what nobody's reading your yellow pages ad not anymore uh i was actually quite surprised that that even still existed uh and uh, it does kind of i remember the yellow pages being this humongous five pound book in my town and uh recently one showed up in my mailbox and i think i immediately recycled it but um mm. it was like an inch thick so um well i i Utterly and 100% agree that, that the people who are concerned about this are out of touch. And especially if you have a really big prospect, you're hunting some sort of a whale, just like you were saying, you know, and you find out something about them, make sure that you you do a little bit of due diligence. Uh, I just received a package from, from a, a client of ours, or actually not a client, they're a strategic partner of ours. And uh, I, I, I always post that stuff on social media. You know, I'm always saying, you know, hey, thank you to so on and so forth for sending us a super cool gift. They get they they they're it's showing that they're right. Very caring and, and on top of things. And it also shows that that I am in that thank you economy, which we we strongly, strongly believe in. Other thing is. This works with media people too, everybody. If you're trying to get into a specific trade publication, it's really easy to find out who the editors are for your specific area, right? So in our in, in financial services, right, Warren? Um, you yeah. know, all I have to do is is go on their freaking page and I'll find out who's the newsroom director. Maybe it's local TV, regional TV, whatever, radio. 
and dive into them. Dude, if they're dog lovers, I happen to be a big dog lover. If they're a dog lover, send them, you know, something from, um, I don't know, the Petco or, or some sort of store that's something fun and unique. Hey, my dog loves this. I bet you your dog will love this too. I'd love to chat about it later. For Those sure. sorts of things are, are super po- powerful. Okay. I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, Yeah, which is, uh, I'm going to kind of not necessarily rapid fire some questions for you, but, okay. but they're going to be quick. Okay. First off, hashtags. How what do you about feel them? about them? Or do you think they're important? Are they effective? So hashtags are, there's, you know, if everyone, everyone knows what a hashtag is, hopefully if you don't Google it, but you know, on Twitter, I think they are, you know, you can't invent your own and hope that it's going to become viral. That's what a lot of people do. They come up with some wacky hashtag and hope that it becomes big. So don't do that. There might be a hashtag taking place for your industry. Like you'll know some of the big ones. Um, you know, when I send stuff out, it's like hashtag marketing, hashtag media mm-hmm. relations, hashtag crisis management. I think those are, you know, medium uh, value on Twitter. Where I think they're really valuable is on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So if you are, uh, th- there's a school of thought that says the, the perfect number is kind of three. That yep. but, You know, you write a little piece of content or you have a video or a photo or whatever the content is. And then just have three hashtags at the bottom that will be related to the business that, that you're in. So for me, again, uh, depending on what it is, it will be usually media relations, crisis management, reputation management, or social media or something like that. But I think they're, I think they're fairly important. I'm much, much more concerned about the content itself. Like to me, that's like 95% is the content above the hashtags. Gotcha. Okay. To build your business and to get attention of PR or media, out of the big three, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, what is the most effective social media tool to get the attention of the press? Hmm. I would say Twitter and LinkedIn okay. at this point. And depending how you use them, I would probably dabble with both. Um, and the so I know, I know, you know, we're, we're talking about this and I hear some people are are listening and they're going to try it out. And I know the big problem that, that we're going to have is that at some point in the process, because salespeople are are salespeople, right? Like anyone who has a business is a, a hustler and they are their own their own salesperson. So I know that the the problem, the Achilles heel is at some point in the process, they can't resist slipping into self-promotion mode. You know, they'll call up that editor at the publication, like, let me tell you why I'm the best uh, advisor in my area. Or uh, they try to just get, they, they go straight to close the deal and want to become, they want to turn it into an ad. And so I'm telling you that like just 100% will not work. You, if you think of the life of a journalist or an editor, they get 50 to 60 of these a day. And so they're, de- and imagine doing that day after day, after mm. week, after week, after month, their default is just stay away, delete. They're looking for a reason to delete it. So what's really refreshing to them, and I've been that editor, like, you know, I've run magazines for clients for years. So what's really refreshing is if you genuinely reverse engineer your topic and find out like, what are the top 20 questions that you get from your customers, your Mm -hmm. clients and your prospects? Like what are the top things on their mind? Reverse engineer those into very specific pieces of content, the top 10 things to do before you, you know, yada, yada, whatever, whatever the case may be. And so reverse engineer those stories, send that pitch to the editor with no self-promotion, no ad at all. And so what you're going to do is you're going to have this piece of content that once it's published, first of all, that's credibility and search engine optimization, which is very important. And then you have that link and then you can print that out or send it to clients or share it on your social media. And it just, it just bumps you up the process, right? But please don't go in for the 
patting yourself on the back really early because it they can smell it a mile away and <laughs> they will delete your email immediately. And I know that most people can't resist it. You have to go for the soft sell. The hard sell doesn't work when it comes to media. We call it dating, right? I know, I know that right. sounds hyper simplistic, but that's exactly yeah. what it is. You know, if you're going to go immediately and ask, you know, uh, you know, the the sex that you're attracted to to marry you, uh, most often they're going to say no. But if you warm them up, if you date them, if you take them out to dinner a couple of times, if you find out, you know, what you have in common, this this is a relationship, and we're in the relationship business now. It used to be. That, uh, you know, Thursday night here, uh, you know, was must-see TV and Friends was on and and every marketer knew that that was the time slot that you would spend a million dollars to get your ad because you would talk at the audience. That's not how it is anymore, right? It's a two-way street and people want to see that it's a two-way street. They don't want to be talked at. They want to be talked with. Um, Now, when you're helping somebody prepare You just gave a couple of really great tips, Uh, no hard sell, you know, provide a lot of value with no pitch. What are some of the other media techniques or tips and tricks that you talk to professionals about to make them so that when they're interacting with journalists, that it'll be more successful? Make it fully about the audience. Pretend that you have no vested interest. I know that's difficult to do because the vested interest has to be, um, I, I think of journalists as as mother bears, you know, like the, there's no more protective mammal than than a mother bear. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to get between a mother bear and its cubs. And to me, I see the journalists as that. It doesn't matter if they're male or female. What they're protecting is their audience. Like they are not going to let you at their audience unless you provide complete value for the audience. And what's great is today, if you're able to do that, and if you look at like, you know, I always look at these people on um, Dragon's Den and Shark Tank and shows like that. And I'm like, you know, why why are they on this show? Right. If, the, if these people are so brilliant and if they're such great business people, why are they on this show? And it's the same reason. It's attention. It's eyeballs. It's the soft sell. And if you look at, you know, is the, the ROI of them sitting in that chair by itself is, is horrible. They'd be making more money running their business, but it's the branding and the, mm-hmm. the attention and the awareness. So to me, that's the same thing in a different level. So it's creating those relationships. It's creating that content. It's sharing it. Like, you know, if you look at, um, you know, the, and I've been experimenting with this quite a bit. Like I sent out a, uh, I sent out uh, a, a comment both on Twitter and LinkedIn yesterday because, you know, it's, we're getting, you know, it's the uh, end of the year, it's winding down and we have, um, you know, clients will start having their holiday parties and, 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 and things like that. So I will have a little bit of time next week. So I said, I'm going to take a full day and I'm going to devote it to providing free advice for not, not for profits and charitable organizations. So they have budgetary issues, but they have a lot of needs. Mm-hmm. And so I said, there's no strings, there's no sign up. There's no, like, you don't have to give me your email address or you don't have to sign a list. It's just, I'm giving you free advice for half an hour. So I put up this thing and I sent out a link this morning and people are already, like, as we're sitting here, I'm seeing the the calendar filling up with all these people taking these half hour slots. Wow. And so I'm doing 14 of them over the course of next Friday. And I have zero, like zero expectation that I'm going to do business with any of them at all. But I have 100% certainty that it's going to be good for my business in the long run. Mm -hmm. Like that is probably the second most engagement I've gotten on a post all year. And I post very regularly because it's not about me. It's not about selling. It's not about my business. It's not about my service. Like it is, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but very, very far underneath. I'm providing value up front. And I would suggest the same thing to your advisors, right? So the fact that we have these these magic phones in our pockets to say, look, next Friday, I'm going to be online. If anybody wants financial advice, I'm going to be doing an ask me anything for an hour. Send me your email or, or sign up or send your 
send your questions in and you spend an hour and you answer questions and then you, you record it and you publish it and you make yourself like, you don't need to be, you don't have to convince a producer. You be the producer, like be the media. And so to me, another huge tactic, like media relations is important. Social media is also important. I think the two of them go hand in hand. Mm. Be the media, dude. That's awesome. We're totally going to hashtag that on this one. That's freaking fantastic. Um, those are, those are, wow. I, we, we've never done that. I think that that's something that, uh, my business partner, Kirk and I, uh, will, will talk about doing, um, both of us volunteer a lot of our time to nonprofits, especially within media and marketing to provide them with assistance. But I've never actually taken that next step. That that's freaking awesome, dude. And thank you for giving back. You know, that's why we have this podcast. Uh, we have this podcast because Kirk and I both decided uh, that we really wanted to give back. In fact, Warren, before I partnered with him, um, him and I were just friends, uh, professional acquaintances, and he kept saying, Matt, you need to give more and more away. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to give away my secret sauce. And he laughed. He said, you don't have any secret sauce, dude. And I'm like, ow, that hurt. But he was right. And the more I gave away, like really the more I gave away, the more that I just opened everything up, man, my business started growing really fast because people looked at me as a resource, not as a salesperson. And that's one of the biggest issues we have, Warren, is yeah. almost every one of our advisors, especially in, in insurance and in financial services, started off as hardcore cold calling cowboys. Yeah. So how do you help somebody just make that mental switch? Are there any tips and tricks there? Do you use a hot poker? What do you do? So I've also, you know, I spent probably the first four or five years of my business cold calling explicitly. Like I think, you know, anyone who's been rejected hundreds or thousands of times like that, there's a certain sort of, um, you know, there's a certain personality that that can take that and kind of build on that. And thankfully, around 2008, I realized you know, I had started my business in 2003. And in 2008, I realized, Jesus, like nobody, you know, I'm making, I mean, I'm maybe making progress on one cold call out of 100. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the people are telling you to go bleep yourself. So <laughs> and, and, you know, that's when I realized that it, it became like, I looked at the way people are living their lives, and everything was surrounded. Uh, everything was about Google. So I was selling media training services, like I would go in and teach uh, executives how to do media interviews. So I would be calling someone up out of the blue. I would get the names of communications directors from uh, Canada Newswire, which is a, like a like PR newswire in the States. And I would get their names from the bottom of the news releases and I would just call them up and I'd say, hey, do you need media training? Like what a terrible, terrible <laughs> way to get business, right? Like what are the odds that this thing that they maybe do every five years that I'm going to get them just on the right day? Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know, I need to, and, and Google was the pivot point, right? So I realized people are going in to Google. And so I'd, I'd search for media training Toronto or media training Canada because that's where I'm located. And I was not even on the map. Like I wasn't even on page 900 of Google. Hmm. And so I said, I need to change that. So I had a very general website. I said, I do this and this and this and this, and I'll cut your grass and paint your house and babysit your kids. And I got rid of all of it. And I said, I just do media training. That's it. So I had a website surrounded on one thing. And then I just started creating content. And you can go to my website and go back to my blog in 2008. I started putting all the content in my head online. And there are, there are uh, competitors of mine today who still aren't doing that. Like they still have no content. This is 11 years later. And so what ended up happening is slowly but surely people would type those terms in and I went on to, you know, page three and page two and page one, the top of page one, which is where I've been for years now. And so that to me, like I call it the Jamie Oliver effect, right? I, I'll be speaking to a room and I'll say, how many people in this room have ever purchased anything from Jamie Oliver, whether it's a cookbook, a meal, one of his knives or anything like that? And usually about 80 to 90% of people put their hand up. Oh my gosh. 
And I say, the fact that Jamie Oliver has all of his content available for free, like you can go find all of his recipes. And I just use him as an example. There's tons of examples. But the fact that you can find all of his recipes for free is why you've given him money. Like he's built that credibility. He's built that expertise. Are there better chefs in the world? I'm, I'm probably, I'm pretty sure there are. <laughs> but he understands that giving it away, giving, you know, and I would say you do have a secret sauce, right? We all have uh, that that intellectual property, but hoarding it is the wrong move today. It's giving it away for free. And it's so funny. People would say like, I did a, a media training session with a woman like two weeks ago and I tried to talk her out of it because she's a, she's an author. She wrote a book and I usually deal with companies like big organizations that have like large budgets. And mm -hmm. I kind of felt bad for her because my days are worth what they're worth. Cause I only have like so much time. So I said, here's the price. But if I were you, I would go and just look at all my videos and look at all my content on YouTube and my blog and stuff like that. So she went away and did that and she watched all the videos. Like I think she's probably the first person who's watched them all. And she came <laughs> back and said, I still want to do business with you. Oh, wow. And to me, that's that's how it works. So, you know, I, you know, the, the sad thing is of all the of hundred percent of the people who are listening, maybe like two percent of them are actually gonna do this. Um, but the two percent who do, I, I I'm I'm telling you, it works. Like I'm proof of it. There's no reason that when you type in media training Toronto that I should show up. There are much larger companies, much bigger companies, better funded companies who have been doing this for years, and it's because I understood how that process works. Dude, that was freaking awesome. Uh, and and so as we wrap up today's podcast, uh, how can people find your stuff? Um, you know what? Like, I don't I don't even know if they need to find my stuff. Like, I you know I'm not I'm not here to pitch. I'm sure. Like, you know, I think if I if I told them where to find my stuff, I'm like I'm 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 doing the thing I just told them not to do. So I would say <laughs> that's like, awesome. You know, if you want to find it, like I'm out there, just search for me. I'm online. But yep. I would say that, you know, the, the biggest thing that I would do, like my biggest piece of advice going forward is if you've if you've heard of a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm sure you have. But oh, yeah. like a lot of the folks out in your uh, in your listenership, if you haven't heard of a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, he goes by uh, Gary V, G-A-R-Y-V-E-E -E on Twitter and Instagram and, and, and YouTube. This guy is the model. Like he fundamentally changed the way that I market my business. And I got to meet him in 2012. That's kind of when I started following him. And I have to give a huge hat tip. Like all the ideas that I'm sharing today are really some version of something that I got from him. And he has a team of people creating content for him that is unrivaled. And I think that he, he is going to be the model for how all of us are going to run our businesses in five and six and seven and 10 years. So the sooner you can do it, the better it will be. You know, I realized that I have a shelf life in business and I'm thinking like I'm, I'm in the back nine of my career because just age wise, right? I'd like to do this forever. So it's about maximizing those days and reverse engineering that process. Start by just finding out one editor, one pitch, one article. And it's kind of like a drug. Once you get that first one done and you mm -hmm. see that it works, just keep repeating and adding value and experimenting. And I guarantee you it's going to work. Warren Weeks, thank you so much for being a magnificent guest on the show today. Thank you for having me. And uh, just do a search. Type in his name see what comes up, right? I mean, that's that's fantastic. We, we say that all the time here at Top Advisor Marketing, that if you type in your name and maybe your area or your specialty and you're not right there, yeah. then you've got, you got some, some work, work to do. do. Amen, brother. All right, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new podcast, we'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you know somebody who is dabbling their toes in uh, social media or PR or media relations, make sure you share this podcast with them. And finally, if you have a podcast topic or a guest that you would like to suggest to us, all you have to do is email me at matt at topadvisorm.com. So for Warren and everybody here at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. 
Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.